to the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journeys and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning in, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 21 of the podcast. It's Jessica. I hope everyone has had a great week. I'm sure some of you are getting out of school this week, next week. It's the very next week for us, about 10 days left of school, and it's hard to believe summer's already here. So I'm gearing up and I'm excited, and I'm for sure excited to have these extraordinary mom interviews to motivate me (laughs) throughout the summer to remind myself I'm doing better than I think I am. So kicking off today's episode is Lisa Funk. You might know her better online as Hand Letter Design. She's an extraordinary mom and now an accomplished business owner as she has created a very interesting, unexpected business out of something that was really serving her and start as a helpful mental health tool. She's somebody that has navigated the struggles of the mental health world, and she goes into that today in our conversation. And she found surprising help and self-care through her hand lettering practices, and now she offers that same mindful practice to hundreds and thousands of people as she speaks and as she sells her products. And she's just so amazing, but I loved hearing more about her journey, how she's gotten to where she is today, And I'm so excited for you to see another side of Lisa. So let's get to it with my conversation with Lisa Funk. Hello, Lisa. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast finally. Hi, Jessica. (laughs) Okay, so I will never forget when I first found out about you because you were so nice to me. I don't know if you know this, but so I was picking my son up. I was living in Camarillo. I was picking my son up from soccer and as all good moms do when soccer's wrapping up, I'm scrolling Instagram on my phone and a quote that I had said, and of course, like most quotes, you don't remember saying anything profound or impactful, but you hand lettered and tagged me something that I had said on the podcast because you were a listener. And I thought, who is this kind soul that is making me sound so smart and, and presenting it in such a beautiful way? And I was just so touched that anything I could say would ever stick with anybody <laughs> let alone you have oh, you do something so oh Lisa you're the best thank you for doing that well, for me. I had been like binging when I found your podcast I was like oh my gosh and I started at the beginning and I just b- totally binged listened and oh. it was like the best friend it was oh. like just hung out with me for a long time <laughs> that means so much to me Lisa and since then I have been following your journey and you have transformed so much over, I mean, that was probably two years ago that you um, did that for me. And and so I've watched your journey unfolding and so much has happened in your own life and what you're sharing, what you're creating. And it's just so inspiring. And so I'm excited to dive deeper today. So, but for people that may not know you, they're like, who's Lisa? What, who, Lisa Funk? Who are we talking about? <laughs> what is this lettering quote? <laughs> hand lettering, hand letter design is who you are better known as. And so now people are like, oh, that, yes, love it. Tell people who you are um, and a little background on yourself and your family. Okay, so my name is Lisa Funk. I am the creative founder of Hand Letter Design, which is a place where I have my creative outlet. I love hand lettering and I've used it 
um, just, I started using it mostly as a creative outlet, but it kind of turned into more than that at this point. And I've been able to create a business and help other people, um, enjoy the benefits of it as well. And I am married to my husband, Andy. We have been married for 10 years and we have four kids. Um, my oldest daughter is nine. I have a son who's seven, a daughter who's four, and then my little baby who is, he'll be one by the time this airs. Ah! Oh, it's so hard <laughs> to believe. Follows me knows how obsessed I am oh. with babies and my baby, and he's my last, and I'm like totally loving every second. Okay, we are like the exact same phase of life. So I've been married 12 years, but um, my kids, my boys are nine, seven, almost four and I did not go for that fourth baby. But as you're getting older, as I'm getting older, I guess I should speak for myself, and I know that the window's closing, I thought our family was done done. But then once you realize the decision will soon be out of my hands of whether I want another baby or not, it's a matter of like, no, actually you're like, your body's not going to do that for you anymore. I feel this like, oh shoot, like, should I, shouldn't I? And but yet I've had kind of a piece like pour into the kids you have. And yes. why am I second guessing myself, Lisa? Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's talk about it. What on earth am I supposed to do? You just tell me. Should I have a baby? Should I not have a baby? You just tell me. I think you should just do whatever you want. Oh, I thought you were I saying you should just do it. <laughs> oh yeah. You should just do it. No. <laughs> you should do, do whatever, whatever you, want. you want. Okay. I like that. I think I don't want it. <laughs> Yep, I think you're good. And that's, fi- and that's fine, good. too. And that is fine, yep, too. And fine. my husband always says, like, great parents should have as many kids as they can because they're great parents and they're, bringing, they're raising good humans and everything like that. And that applies to everybody else, like, except for us. He's like, yeah, we're not going to say that would be you guys. We're not going to do another pregnancy delivery. He's like, can I n- not be in the room? Like, that's the stipulation yeah. of, like how this could happen and he was in the military for many years and so he's like we could do this if I was like deployed and that was like my out and I'm not just like a crappy husband for not being in the delivery room (laughs) oh that's so funny oh man my kids keep getting bigger my last was nine pounds 14 ounces Oh boy. And I'm 5'1", oh Lisa. It's like not right. So I yeah, just think I'm it's... almost six feet tall, so I should have had that baby. Yeah, you should. <laughs> how how uh, big was your last? My babies have all been, my girl, this is so funny. My girls were both 8'3", mm-hmm. and my boys were both 8'8". Eight, eight. Really? Yeah, it's not funny. Fascinating that you can grow a yeah. human. It's just, it's just fascinating. Yes, it's wow. a miracle. It's a miracle. Sure. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick to thank one of our show sponsors, and that is Swanky Badger. Do you have trouble coming up with gifts for the men in your life? Father's Day is just around the corner, and most of us, we have some shopping to do. Whether it's your dad or your husband or another man in your life, Swanky Badger is a fantastic place to do some of that shopping online. Also, best groomsman gifts ever. My brother just placed an order on SwinkyBadger.com and got some of his groomsman gifts there, and he was so happy with the quality and the personalization of each of these gifts. They're so, so cool. The process is super easy. You just choose your gift. You can type in a message you'd like to have engraved on it. It lands on your doorstep, fully customized in just days. We'd love for you to take advantage of this amazing offer and create your own personalized Father's Day gift today by going to swankybadger.com forward slash EMP and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. 
That's swankybadger.com slash EMP. And make sure to check out that video of all those guys crying. It's honestly the sweetest thing you'll ever see. Swankybadger.com slash EMP. Thanks so much, Swanky Badger, for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to it with Lisa. Glad you're enjoying this last one so much, but I know that it has not come without its challenges and you have been very, very open about your mental health journey and stuff. So let's dig a little bit deeper into that. What has been your history with uh, mental health and your willingness then to go on and, and share about that journey? Yeah, I started struggling with um, anxiety and depression in high school and I didn't realize what it was at the time. I feel so much compassion for that teenager. Looking back, um, I just thought it was normal. I thought everyone felt that way. And at the same time, thought, what was wrong? What's wrong with me? I I think what I thought was that people felt that way, but they dealt with it way better. So what was wrong with me that I couldn't cope, that I couldn't deal? If I had thought that no one else felt that way, I might have said, like, I need help or this isn't normal. But I thought, I guess other people feel this but they get over it or whatever it might be so I just kind of struggled nothing severe severe but I definitely remember feeling like it's so funny because now my last name is funk but that's the best way I can use to describe like I would just feel like I was in a funk and I couldn't snap out of it like something would happen and I just would like oh I just felt trapped and I couldn't snap out of it and it was really hard. Um, but I definitely didn't think, I didn't know anything about depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. um, at the time. And just, now, and just so I, old, but. yeah. And just so I have a clear picture, like what were you involved with in high school and what kind of person were you yeah. from the outside? Cause I think a lot of times it's not congruent. Mm. Like we have a certain image in our mind of the depressed kid, Perhaps they're wearing all black. Perhaps they're, you know, like, right. I think we have a, there's Crying a stigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think only the people close to me would have noticed um, for sure. I mean, my parents were, um, for certain. I mean, my mom was like my saving grace and my very close friends. But um, yeah, I mean, I played basketball for a couple years. I was involved with a lot of church activities. I had lots of friends. I was really happy and fun. Like I, I didn't feel like it was all the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it overtook me. Um, like I didn't come out of my room or anything like that. Like I would definitely attend everything, go to everything, put on a happy face. And I did have fun a lot of the time, but there were also a lot of moments where I felt like really, stuck and and struggling Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't all the time so yeah that's a really good question because I don't think people looking back would have necessarily seen it um yeah unless they knew me very very well and so So. having been through that personally and as your kids are going to be growing up and entering their teenage years and a lot of the teenage angst just is what it is you know the transitions that come and the pressures Mm -hmm. that come with being a high schooler and trying to figure out who you are and where you fit in, a lot of that is very typical and normal and not directly tied to the mental health struggle, you know, labels or anything like that. But what would you say, how will you approach it with your kids so that even your kids that are well-adjusted and involved 
and have friends and have a lot going for them, what are you going to be looking for or what will you be teaching them in order to proactively be a support to them knowing what you've been through? Mm-hmm. I think I'm starting now. Aha. Like, I think I'm, I think I've started from when they were little. Um, partly because they've, they've witnessed a mom who sometimes struggles with anxiety or depression. And I've been really open with them about it and talking, um, mental health has become a really important part of my life and my mission to share. And a huge part of that is with my kids. And so the conversations about feelings and thoughts and all these things is starting now so that hopefully if there, if there comes a struggle or whatever it might be, um, that we are prepared with the terminology and the language and the tools to be able to work through that. Another thing that's so important to me is that my kids know that I'll love them no matter what. And I think that when you are in those depressive states or whatever it might be, you add a layer of shame on top of it. Like I'm worthless. I can't function the same way as other, everyone else. Like what's wrong with me. And so to have them know that no matter what they do or don't do ever, that I'm going to love them. Mm-hmm. And, um, they may or may not feel that, but all I can do is try to communicate that to them. So that's another piece of it for me is wanting to keep, that line of communication open even now like when I get frustrated with them about their behavior I try to be really clear about like separating them from the behavior and how I you know make sure just want to make sure that I at least communicate that my love for them is unconditional no matter what yeah and I just think there wasn't the same emphasis when we were growing up on this emotional intelligence and aside from having great parents that modeled it, modeled healthy emotion, yes. emotional regulation and, and healthy problem solving and positive self-image. That modeling goes a long way, but then also labeling it and being explicit and intentional about helping our kids to cultivate those skills. That just simply wasn't a thing 20, it 30 thing. years ago. It just wasn't. And that so our parents and that's did what, the best they yeah, could. That's what I tell people. <laughs> like I, if I struggle with depression and anxiety and I had like the most loving supportive parents same like it can happen to anyone (laughs) you know like it has like yes now we do have additional tools and more language to it for sure which I just want to make sure that I try to take advantage of Mm -hmm. but even then it it may not matter and because there are also now additional stresses and additional pressures that they're getting from the outside world as well so we, all we can do is just our best to try to create an environment where we're talking about it and learning tools and all that. Yeah, oh, I could not agree more. So people that often have a history of mental illness, I, as I did as well, I suffered from anxiety and depression later high school, through college, things like that. Um, I was a little bit fearful going into motherhood because you hear about this looming postpartum depression that will hit you like a Mack truck, but yet a lot of people don't even know that they have it. And so I'm curious to know your experience. Were you afraid or did you put any safeguards in place going into motherhood um, to kind of help you with that? Or what was that like for you? Yeah. So um, my, you know, there's a lot. I could take definitely a whole episode to talk about my <laughs> whole journey of how I ended up getting help. 
because it did take like going to at different times trying to go to therapy didn't love it because it wasn't the right therapist or I wasn't ready or whatever tried again later and it worked um worked meaning I was open and um ready and it there was a, just the right combination at the time of having the right therapist who was really helpful for me and I went to therapy every week for three years. I'm a huge fan um, and got on medication and, you know, did the work to get the balance of the medication right and all these things. And I definitely worried. I remember saying, I don't know how it'll go. And I don't know if I'll be able to have very many kids because emotionally, I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. Like I definitely was concerned about it. And so I remember talking to my uh, therapist at the time and said, um, you know, I don't know what I'll do or whatever. And she said, you've got a plan. Like you've got a team in place and now you know what to do. Like if you start feeling this way or that way, like you're prepared. I was on a medication that I could stay on. I was on Wellbutrin. I could stay mm -hmm. on that through my pregnancy. And I did through all of them. Um, and so I stayed on that and I was just very aware of what the signs were and was my own advocate I wasn't waiting for the doctor visit where they asked me, how are you feeling? You know, like I had my mom, I had my husband, I had, you know, they had all been through a lot of this with me. And so they could look for signs as well and make sure that I was getting help. So, um, it was definitely a concern. I felt grateful that I did have some of those, some of that knowledge and awareness before I had my kids. Um, but then and it didn't, it didn't hit me after my first. I was really blessed that after my first, I didn't get postpartum. I did, was doing great. And then I did experience it after my, my second. And there were some other factors with that as well. Like my um, oldest was a very um, spirited toddler. Me too. I think that's why we get along so well. <laughs> what, what number of kid is the hardest? Yeah. And I always say it depends on the personality of the toddler. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not even the baby. Mm -hmm. It's the toddler. That wants the attention so me, when you're nursing. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. Well, this number of child wasn't like as hard for me because the toddler at that point was easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of totally. If you have a challenging baby, it makes a difference, but right. a lot of it had to do with that. So there were some, you know, more than just the baby, there were a lot of things going on. Um, and that's when I kind of started on like round two of my mental health, um, like all the different modalities that I tried. I've tried a lot of different things. Um, yeah. And so, and so I experienced it after that. And then after my third, I had like very extreme um, postpartum anxiety, which I hadn't had like to that degree before. And so I've experienced that and I've had a lot of different things I've tried and it's been quite a roller coaster, but I've learned a ton and feel really called to sharing what I've learned and hoping that it can help someone else as well. I wanted to jump in one more time and thank another one of our show sponsors, and that is Vistaprint. I've been using Vistaprint for probably 20 years now. I remember being an elementary school teacher and buying my stationery, my personalized stationery, through Vistaprint. And I just found them via a Google search, and now everyone I know loves and uses Vistaprint. 
The cool thing about Vistaprint is you can create everything from stationery to mugs to t-shirts to posters. I mean, the list goes on and on. I got my most recent business cards through Vistaprint and I could not have been happier. It's so simple to use Vistaprint. All you do is upload your own design or you can start with one of their professionally designed options. They offer simple tools and a wide range of templates to choose from. And then for business cards, you simply pick the paper stock, style, and quantity that's right for you, choose delivery speed, order, and receive your cards in as few as three days. They use the best materials, it's so professional, and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. They will make it right for you, I promise. So, Vistaprint wants you to be able to own the now in any situation, which is why our listeners get 500 high-quality custom business cards starting at just $9.99. Just go to vistaprint.com slash EMP. That's vistaprint.com slash EMP. vistaprint.com slash EMP. Thank you so much, Vistaprint, for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to my conversation with Lisa. I think for so many people, they think depression or anxiety has to look a certain way. And if it doesn't look that way for us, then, well, that's not it. Like, I'm just not dealing with stuff as well. Or I'm just tired. Or I just am not a good mom. Right? If it's not exactly right. stereotypical as to what they're screening for or what they're telling us it looks like. Same thing with the, with anxiety. Um, and so the fact that in within the same body, you're the same mom, you're the same woman, it can look differently depending upon the season and um, just the experience. I think that's really, really important to know. And I love hearing about all the different things that you explored um, to try and get help. And one thing you eventually stumbled upon that, you know, most doctors and healthcare professionals wouldn't probably point to, you should try lettering. But I love that you were willing to look outside of the typical methods for, you know, building up your toolbox, medication, therapy, all those kind of standard things to find something that simply was an outlet for you. And mm-hmm. I think this can resonate with so many people, no matter what the interest or hobby or whatever, something maybe you've never tried. Had you ever been an artist or a letterer or anything prior? And how did this unfold for you as a tool? Yeah, I enjoyed, I always enjoyed handwriting um, and like doodling, but I had never done like traditional calligraphy or anything like that. Um, and so I, because I did enjoy doing it, I had friends that would ask me sometimes to do little signs for them. My friend Lizzie would ask me when she was doing this boutique to, to make her little chalkboard signs or whatever. Um, and she did it every Christmas time and she would say, you should make some signs to sell. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, no, I don't think that makes sense. You know, I'm trying to think like, could I even make any money? And one year, like the third year that I was doing it for her, she said it again. And I was in a pretty tough place mentally and emotionally. And I thought, you know what? I need something. I need something to do. I need an outlet. And I'm just going to try it. Let's just, let's just give it a go. And so I did it and I had so much fun creating these signs. I didn't care if I made any money. I didn't care if anyone bought them. Like I just enjoyed the process so much. And I realized that it totally was this therapeutic outlet for me to work on when my baby was napping or at the end of the day or whatever it might've been. And I just like loved it. 
And so even after that little boutique was over, I just kept doing it. And then I started posting on Instagram and just my practice. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I'd never used a brush pen before. So I was doing chalk art. And then I started learning more about it. And then I grabbed a brush pen and wanted to throw it away because it didn't work the way I thought it was going to. (laughs) But then I just kept at it because I enjoyed the process. And I just kept going. And I just realized, like, this is so good for me like this is so fun it was just amazing I couldn't stop it was like it was like medicine for me I did it every single day and later on I realized kind of why I was having these benefits of like using my hands to create something and that when I was so focused on that I it was a mindfulness practice because I couldn't be focused on being stressed out about my parenting or the other things that I was you know, worried about, I was like out of my brain, out of my overactive, overthinking, overstressed brain. I had to pull out of that in order to focus on the lettering. And it was really calming and relaxing for me. And additionally, I was focusing on really positive words. And at the time I didn't realize why that was so helpful. And now I know that I was really changing my thoughts. Like I was really putting, you know, adding new thoughts to my repertoire and replacing so many negative thoughts, so much negative self-talk that I had experienced before when I was always like, anytime I was struggling, I love lettering so much that I was looking for a positive quote. I was looking for a positive scripture. I was looking for something and I would write it and rewrite it and rewrite it. And it was like rewiring my brain. Like I was thinking these new thoughts and like focusing on the positive And my attitude was changing and I was starting to believe new things. And it sounds so silly that like lettering could do that for somebody, but it really did do that for me. And even when I ended up really struggling with postpartum anxiety and this, I call it postpartum anxiety, but it was not right away. It was a while, a long time after my baby was born. Um, And I remember I like felt like I almost couldn't even take care of my kids that my anxiety was so bad my mom was coming to help me and I felt so bad because I was still lettering even though I felt like I couldn't manage my house Hmm. and when I talked to my therapist she was like oh no like do not stop you know like I'm thinking I shouldn't be lettering I should try to do what I am supposed to be doing but it was like no you if you if this creative thing is bringing you life she's like this is your lifeline right now like you should be so grateful that it's something you can hold on to. You no, know, even in the hardest times, you're still lettering, and it was it was a lifeline for me that like connected me to my spirit. I feel like and out of my brain, and it's something that I enjoy when I'm really happy and the good times, and it's something that's just kind of carried me through. And I found that to be true with so many different types of creativity, not just lettering, but for me, it has been lettering, and it's been amazing. Oh my. Gosh, thank you for sharing all that. I had no idea that whole story. And what I love so much is that you didn't set out lettering with the intent to heal yourself or or to cope or to do that. You didn't set out to build a business. You didn't set out with the outcome in mind because so many of us don't start things because we think, well, I could never ultimately fill in the blank, right? It's never going to amount to anything. But it's about the day-to-day changes and the day-to-day shifts and the day-to-day thinking like, Lisa, you're becoming a life coach now. This is years later and it's all about changing your thoughts. Who would have thought? 
much. So, I mean, you could have lettered just letter after letter, but instead you were lettering words and phrases and scriptures and quotes. Like, it gives me chills. Like, this is so foreordained, but you had no idea. It seems so crazy that, like, something that could seem so silly to someone, yeah, like, has been so life-changing and meaningful for Powerful. me. And yes, like, it has brought so much to me. And, yeah, like, a lot, that's what I want to share with other people is that, I didn't do it so that I could be the best letterer. I didn't do it so I could make money at all. I really enjoyed the daily practice of it, like the daily creativity, like putting my heart into it. I was not frustrated about it. I wasn't getting mad at myself, like, oh, you can't, you're never going to get this. Like Mm -hmm. when I look back at the stuff I used to do, it was nothing close to what I can do now, but I didn't care. And that's what I want to give to other people. Like when I try to teach lettering and share lettering with other people, it's like, don't do this to become perfect at it. Don't do this to have something to show off. Although it's really beautiful and fun and everyone will love it. Like do it for you. Do it for the process like of creating and like it will change you. It really will. Wow. So you created this business around this thing that started as a daily practice for yourself. You teach people how to hand letter. You empower them to have the same tool in their tool belt. And you also speak on this and the value of mindful lettering. I mean, who would have thought those two words would have ever gone together? I think it is the most genius concept ever. Because you're right, it is just bringing you back to the present moment. Um, a book that I really, really loved was Present Over Perfect by Shauna yes. Nyquist. Have you read that yeah. one? Yeah. So good. And that is just so true. We are just caught up in this wheel. And if you suffer from anxiety, like you and I have that hamster wheel of thoughts that just never cease. It's exhausting. But to be able to not have that input and instead just create what's right in front of you. And I'm not artistic at all, but as I have just not sought to be perfect at it, but just sought to be present and mindful and slow the heck down. Why are we all running? at this frenetic pace. Why are we even doing this? It's so insane. It's crazy. But but everyone else is. So we just got to keep up. Got to slow it down. And you are part of that movement. So what have you heard from people that have participated in this activity from your classes, from hearing you speak? What has been the feedback you've received from people that have incorporated this into their own lives? Yeah, I have been for sure blown away. I mean, I thought a lot of people just want to learn lettering or whatever it might be, but a lot of people really do connect with needing something for themselves. There's a lot of women who pour themselves into everyone around them all day long and they are emptying their tanks and they need something that's going to help fill them up. And people that have told me that it's just their moment at the end of the day to just have some time to themselves. Other people tell me that, like, it is what helps calm their anxiety when they're feeling super anxious. I mean, I've had the most amazing feedback of people who have really struggled or who are going through a really, really hard time, who have lost a loved one, who have had incredible tragedy happen, and it's been what they've turned to, to find peace, to find comfort, to become more mindful, and to... I mean, just have that moment to themselves where they're turning inward to their spirit and getting out of that, that hamster wheel, that mind that won't stop, that stress, that overwhelm, and where they're able to just kind of connect 
with themselves. So, so powerful. And this has evolved into you pursuing life coaching, which... Yeah, let's talk about how... Let's talk about that. Let's talk I've about I've learned about that. the life coach school from you. Okay, I love that so much. I shout the life coach school from the rooftops to everybody. Yes. And everybody who I recommend it to that actually follows through and listens to Brooke Castillo's podcast... Tell me how their life has changed forever, and I yes. just I'll take all the credit. So you're welcome. Take Lisa. the credit. <laughs> you thank you. No, I you know I've messaged you. I messaged yes. you when I started listening. Yeah. I messaged you when I decided to get certified. I and I never dreamt. I mean, when I started, I remember you did a podcast where you shared some of your favorite podcasts. This was yeah. probably two years, two and a half oh, years yeah. ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was long a time. long time ago. And I started listening right away and loved it so much and. And I joined her program and I messaged you at that point. I yes. was like, I joined her self-coaching scholars program. I love it. And then this past summer I found out, I mean, I kind of in the back of my mind thought I love these tools so much. I'd love to be able to share them more, you know, combined with creativity. And, uh, but I thought I wouldn't be able to do it for a while because I have a baby and she was just doing a person. And then she offered an online version and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I had this impression like you need to do it, even though I didn't know exactly how I would incorporate it. And I did it and just got certified in the, at the end of March. And it's just been amazing. And so thank you, Jessica. Congratulations. about the podcast. Yeah, and I just talked to Elle Rowley of Sally Baby, and she just went through the program too. She nice. finished up either this last month or is finishing up this month. So, like, it is so exciting. And the thing that I love about it is, at the very least, this will serve you and your family. Like you're getting clear oh, yeah. on how to think helpful serving thoughts that are accurate and purposeful and intentional. And then at the most think of what that message and those tools and the model can do when you spread it across your platform and combine it with what you've already been doing in the community that you've created. I mean, just the possibilities are endless and you are planning on doing more with this. And so what, what do you want to share right now? Cause it's all still in the works and everything. So what, what can we, what can we get people excited for? Yeah. I just have found that the combination of creativity and mindfulness is so powerful and it's a way for us to not just learn these tools, but practice them and focus on them. And so my dream is to have a place where people can learn creativity and they can learn mindfulness and creating workbooks and um, creative projects and different things where people can learn these tools that even whether you struggle with anxiety or depression or not. I mean, I haven't struggled deeply with either of those for a long time now, but I still use these tools every day just to have, I mean, I have never had such an amazing relationship with my husband as I do now because of it. My parenting, like I've had some major challenges with parenting that I have not experienced in the same way since I've had these tools. I've been able to cope and control my own mind and my behavior. Mm -hmm. I've been staying so much calmer. I've just found like when I want to achieve a goal, I know how to do it using my mind. When I like everything, it's changed everything for me. So it's not just for anxiety and depression. It's for anyone who wants to feel better and accomplish and build the life they love. 
And so my dream is to create these tools, these workbooks and other things where people can learn these tools in creative ways that are really fulfilling and they really are life-changing. They are, and I'm so excited. Okay, we're going to keep going with all that Lisa has going on, but I wanted to thank our final show sponsor, and that is Scentbird. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, you smell amazing. What perfume are you wearing? That doesn't happen to me that often either as a mom. (laughs) Usually I just smell like whatever I was wearing yesterday, right? But I love the idea of putting on a little fresh scent in the morning and having it set the tone of my day and feeling a little more put together. But I hate spending the big bucks on a big bottle that just sits in my cabinet forever, right? That is why I think my sponsor, Scentbird, is so amazing. Because Scentbird is the perfect way to try out luxury fragrances at a fraction of the cost. You see, it's a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes, and it's a great way to discover new scents. With more than 450 designer brands to choose from, you simply choose the perfume you want to try. They'll send you a 30-day supply, like 120 sprays. It's super convenient. And if you love it, you can buy a big one. And if you don't, you get to try another one the next month. It is so awesome, and I would love for you to give it a try. I actually got one scent for me and one scent for my husband, and it's been working out great for us, and I can't wait to try another scent next month. So we have an exclusive offer just for our listeners. You can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash EEP and use my code EEP for 50% off your first month. Again, that's scentbird.com slash EEP and use my code EEP. When you try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash EEP. Sign on and smell amazing. Thanks so much to Scentbird for sponsoring the show. Now let's finish up and hear where we can get all of these amazing things from Lisa. Okay, Lisa, when we're recording this, I'm not sure when it's going to air. So we just give everyone the details of where they can follow along and keep totally up to date on all you have to offer. Yeah, so they can definitely come to handletteredesign.com and find me on Instagram at handletteredesign. Okay, perfect. Yep, so regardless of when this comes out, you'll be able to follow along and get involved um, with all of that exciting stuff. So something that I've continued to think about during this conversation, and we moved past it, but I want to circle back real quick, is that you said that when you were really struggling and you felt like you should be cleaning your house, but you were still lettering, you should be able to take care of your kids and everything, and your mom's coming over to help, but yet you're still finding time to letter. There's people listening that their self-care is not even on the list. They're not even on the list. Was that what you, was that what you, um, lettered of my quote was put yourself on the list? I think it might be. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. I think it might have been. That just clicked in my mind. Maybe. I couldn't even remember but what I it was. it might have been. I, I know think... I've lettered that. So I think okay. it might have been. Okay. Put yourself on the list. That's something that I've said for a while. And I know that because I was off my list for a long time. Most yeah. of my life, probably. Anyhow. There's people listening that are not on their own list and they feel guilty for doing the lettering or taking the walk or going to the gym or reading a book when their house is messy, when the to-do list is a mile long, when the baby's crying, when they're asking for help, right? Right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Talk to that mom that is not giving themselves that permission right now. Yeah, I think that... 
finding something that you connect with that fills you up can only be a blessing to everyone around you. Like when you keep pouring and pouring and pouring from your well and you've got nothing else to give, it just, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve anyone else. And you become so, I mean, you don't mean to, but you can start to feel resentful and you can start to feel like you're not even enjoying your own life. And you always wanted to have kids and you always wanted this life. And at the same time, you feel so depleted and so exhausted from all of it that you are struggling to even enjoy it. And so not only has lettering been a way that I fill myself up, so then I'm just like so much happier and more present with my kids, but I am also learning things that I'm able to share with them and I'm encouraging them to follow their hobbies and they see that I'm a person and that they get to be a person and that I'm going to go and follow my passion and I get to do things that I love and that they can do things that they love and they can support me and I can support them. And it's created such a great balance of just respect and love in our family because we can see that I'm not just there to be at their beck and call but that I am taking care of myself and it's the best thing I can do for me and it's the best thing I can do for them. And I enjoy my life so much more. I joke about it because I'm like, for a long time, I was just felt like I was drowning as a young mom, like drowning. And then I started lettering and I started doing these things and I felt so happy that I almost didn't need it anymore. Mm. Like I still enjoy it but I am not drowning. Like I started to enjoy my motherhood so much more than I had that I didn't feel that same compulsion to like need something else. Yes, I still enjoy it, but I don't have to have it in the same way. And it's amazing because I've given myself that permission. I fill myself up. I take the time when I need it. I ask for help when I need it. And I do not feel guilty about any of it. I really don't. Because I know what can happen when hmm. you don't take care of yourself and it's not fun. It's not pretty. It's not good for anyone. And once you start taking that permission and taking care of yourself, it is so life-changing. And I know there's some moms who might be thinking, I don't have time. I don't have childcare. I don't have this. I don't have that. It doesn't, you don't have to have any of that. You can do so many hobbies. You can do so many things right next to your kids. Your kids can be coloring and you can have, like, if you do lettering, if you do try it, you can be sitting right next to them doing it while they're coloring. You can do, like, it doesn't, you can find things to do. I think our brain is like, oh, no, you can't do that. That won't work for you. You don't have a supportive husband. You don't have, you know, you don't have enough money to pay for a babysitter. And I just want you to know that you don't need any of that to start taking care of yourself in better ways and giving yourself permission to do things that you love. So dang, Lisa, you got it. You got this. You're just like on fire, man. This is so good. This is so, so, so good. And I would say if time is your issue, because we hear a lot here from moms every single day, I don't have the time to do blank. Swap it out. Swap the time out for something that is not serving you for something that could serve you. 
and you may not even be sure like if it's going to work or not but like trying something is not a huge investment right so pick something that's cheap or free and but you think could be meaningful or could add something so whether it's taking a walk so instead of you know watching a third netflix show go for a 30 minute walk instead you used to watch two of the netflix shows just like swap out the third one and go on that walk if you think that would yes. serve you if you think even if it's five minutes yes. i mean we're talking baby steps Babies. everyone has five minutes everyone no yes. one can say they don't have five minutes <laughs> well and even if it's changing up your scenery if you feel so depleted by sitting on the playroom floor and you feel so depressed what if you put a blanket outside and took a few of the toys and you sat outside with your kids so you could at least feel the sun on your back and you get a little tan and you, you know, just feel the fresh air around, like, and hear the breeze through the trees, swap it out. The other thing I would say is swapping out energy. So swapping out the energy that you spend on beating yourself up, criticizing yourself, negative thoughts, thinking about all the what ifs and worries and I can't because of this, that, and the other thing. Simply swap out those thoughts and the energy spent on those thoughts for doing something good. Yeah. You're just swapping just one for yourself, one. Open yourself up to it, yes. right? If you're really in a bad place, it's re so, as you know, it's yes. so hard yes. to get out of it. But try to just be open to the fact that there might be another way, that there could be a better way, yep. that there is a possibility that you could not think that one day or that you could feel better one day. Yeah. And hopefully I'm going to have a lot of resources for you soon. No, so. I can't wait, Lisa. This is just uh, so, so, so good. People need to follow along because not only on your feed are you providing the lettering resources and the, the beautiful quotes and just the inspiration that stop my scroll every single time at Hand Letter Design, but also it's the mental health that you're constantly sharing. You're so well-spoken and just you have – You've lived through a lot and you're walking the walk of what you're telling people mm -hmm. and you're in this with us and I'm people that know you in real life and have come to know you online, feel your authenticity and your desire to, to be better and not because you're not already great now because you are, mm. you're fine. You're fine. The exact way yeah, you are right this good. moment. We're, we're all, all great. We are. good yes. exactly where we are, but there's always a next thing that could bring joy into our life, that could help us to be happier, better, a better mom, a better woman. Just, you just never know what's around the next corner when you're just in the pursuit of a good life. I love it, Lisa. We could talk for ages, but I'm going to preserve your time and just ask you the final question, which is the mission of this podcast. I want women to know how extraordinary they truly are right where they are exactly as they are because of simply the fact that God made you unique and with unique talents and gifts. And you might be doing something every single day that you have never acknowledged as extraordinary before, but it is because somebody else might greatly struggle with that thing. I talked to somebody else this morning who said the fact that they simply try and don't give up on things makes them extraordinary. And I guarantee there's people listening that are trying and not giving up that don't deem that as extraordinary they just think oh well, that's just what people do right but no no some people stop before they start and so I want to give people the space to acknowledge what really makes them extraordinary so that they can use that for good and use that as a way to validate the job that they're doing so Lisa I want to know what makes you extraordinary I 
believe I'm extraordinary because I was created from divine matter. I believe that I am connected to all humans everywhere because of that. And I think I'm extraordinary because I know it's not about me and nothing I'm doing is about me. And when I make it about me, it's not fun anymore. And I get self-conscious or I get totally distracted. But when I remember that it's not about me, it's about sharing God's love. It's about serving and helping and just sharing my experiences and what I've learned and what can help people and helping them see the divinity in them. I just am totally filled up. Like it makes everything worth it. It totally fulfills me. And that's the way that I keep going because sometimes I ask myself, why am I (laughs) challenging myself so much? Why am I pushing myself? But it's because I feel a call to love myself, love my family, love my life and help others to love themselves and the people around them and their lives as well too good you are completely and utterly extraordinary and i applaud you for the work that you are doing especially knowing that it's not about any of us but we're willing to do the hard stuff anyway to live our purpose but knowing all the while we're being filled up too so we get to benefit from the hard work but ultimately there's just such a bigger picture oh lisa you're so amazing i hope that somebody listening needed this kick in the pants, needed to hear that they are, they have limitless potential and that by simply picking up a brush today or a pen, whether it's stepping outside, whatever it is, just taking that first step, it might be the tool in their toolbox that could lead to a lot of hope. Thanks, Lisa, for sharing your story. Thank you, Jessica. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. I hope Lisa got you as fired up this morning as she did for me when we spoke. I think she's so amazing. And if you loved what you heard and you're interested in lettering or at least exploring her feed so you can get those Mindful Monday tips and things like that, I urge you to follow Hand Letter Design online and check her out over there definitely to keep up. She also mentioned after we finished recording, thanks a lot, Lisa that she's starting a podcast and she doesn't know the exact timeline. So she was waiting on that, but definitely keep up to date with Lisa. So you know, when things like that are going to launch, Lisa is also so kind that if you want to make any purchases through her company, she's going to give you 15% off with the code EMP15. I have her hand lettering sketchbook and pens and her little, um, pencil pouch. It's so, so cute and it would look great on your nightstand just like it does mine. So I hope you'll use that code EMP15 if you want to get anything from Hand Letter Design. All right. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you liked what you hear, please share the show with a friend. It means so much when you do. When you leave reviews, it just warms my heart and I appreciate it more than you know. So have a great, great week, everybody, and we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.